2021. Uh, tonight, I just need to tell you this right off the bat. I need to tell you this right off the top. Tonight, at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, it will be Class Clown's longest-running comedy showcase in the Valley of the Sun. This is the comedy show that has seen people all the way from their very first show to national television. Uh, it's real simple to see that show if you want to. That show is brought to you absolutely free in the privacy, the privacy, I say, of your own home. In whatever room you want to watch. Hold on, I'm just trying to get rid of some messages that have all kind of popped up at once. There. Um, just write me, Tony Bislick. I'll leave something here in the messages here. Requesting the link. Or um, uh, write me at comedy schools at hotmail.com. Or uh, uh, call me at 818-571-5653. I will be with you tonight. Some very, very funny people. Uh, also, uh, this Sunday at 5 p.m., we'll be doing the live version. Live, absolutely live. Face-to-face, person-to-person. Class clowns at JP's Comedy Club. JP's Comedy Club.com, 860 East. Warner Road in uh, Gilbert, Arizona. If you happen to be in the greater Gilbert area and you go, it's Sunday afternoon and I just want to do something different, then uh, hop on down to JP's Comedy Club. i got a funny show for you. I will be there. I'll be cracking wise and uh, uh, talking uh, out of school uh, from 5 to approximately 7 p.m. So we want you there. Uh, mask required as our shoes. Did you notice no one ever complained? About no shoes, no shirt, no service. And that's the way it's supposed to be. If, you, if someone walked into a restaurant while you were there barefoot, you'd go, and, and people would, you gotta get out, you ain't got no shoes. Nobody went, it's what about my freedom? I wonder what happened if you walk into some place now uh, that there, there are these um, bars and restaurants and stores that are ran by people who uh, are opposed to masks. Opposed to masks. And if you walked in there uh, with no shoes or no shirt, but a uh, and no mask, if they let you in, or you go someplace uh, with no shoes and no shirt but a mask, you go, yeah, that's cool. Uh, it is now federally mandated, federally mandated, ladies and gentlemen, that on any interstate commerce, any interstate travel, that you must wear a mask that covers planes and boats and trains and uh, uh, several other forms of interstate commerce. If you're doing that, a mask is required. And you know what? I think that's a mighty good thing. Anything we can do to help. Almost all businesses, in order to remain open right now, by dint of uh, local, municipal, county, state mandate, uh, have to uh, require people to have masks. So um, I think this is a step in the right direction. Um, Paul Whitney says, but I ain't covering my nostrils, Sony. They're my moneymaker. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> that was from Paul Whitney. Paul Whitney says, I ain't covered up my nostrils, Tony. They're my moneymaker. I shake your moneymaker. I shake your moneymaker. That's just, uh, damn it, that's wrong. What you just said is wrong. It's wrong. But uh, but it feels so good and it feels so right. Um, what else is going on today? All right, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Can I be honest with you? I'm a little uh, fuzzy in the skull right now. Because I just woke up from, and now usually, uh, usually I, I do take a nap in the middle of the day. It's not because I'm an old man. I am an old man. But that's not the reason I'm taking a nap. The reason I take a nap is because I've always taken a nap in the middle of the day. I am, I was having this conversation with my wife Shirley yesterday. I am a second shift 
personality. Second shift personality. I have my entire adult life, whenever I could, worked the second shift. What is the second shift? Uh, back in the old days uh, when uh, the United States was a manufacturing powerhouse, uh, many manufacturing plants and uh, other types of places, uh, and grocery stores do this in California and uh, sometimes in New York City and other states. Uh, they're open 24 hours and people work in shifts, eight-hour shifts, 7 to 3, 3 to 11, 11 to 7. 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., 3 p.m. to 11 p.m., 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. And I loved the second shift. I hated the first shift. I hated it. I get up at 5 to be in traffic at 5.30. Uh, so you get to work at 6.30, get all clocked in and stuff, get your hard hat on, put your cleats on. <laughs> I don't know why you wear a hard hat. Unless you're like a little boy playing dress-up. There'd be no other reason. You can wear cleats and a batting helmet, but not a hard hat. And you know what? They're basically the same thing. You know? Forget that whole last part. Okay? And be there to work at 7. Now you're off at 3, but then you're out in all this terrible traffic trying to get home. Terrible traffic. Going to work. Shelf. Terrible traffic. Leaving work. Uh, up before the sun for a good part of the year. That is a prescription for misery. Third shift. Graveyard shift. Some people like that. Go to work at 11 p.m. Get up at 7 a.m. Okay, kind of weird because then you're going home. Now you can feel good about yourself because when you're going to work, you see all the traffic on the other side of the freeway going in and you're driving along the speed limit or faster going, oh, look at those suckers. But you're dog tired, but you can't sleep. You go home, you have breakfast, whatever. You know, you got to take the kids to school. Uh... You're going to go out and tend your marijuana plants. I don't know what your lifestyle is. I'm not you, okay? And I'm not judging you. I'm just saying you're right. Um, you know, and then fall asleep by, what, 10 or 11. You get up at 4 or 5. And, you know, you're still kind of... The man was not built to function that way. Then there's 3 to 11. Before we get to 3 to 11, it's something called swing shift. Swing shift is the worst. Generally, swing shift paid better. Because for four weeks or six weeks or so, you'd work 3 to 11. And then for four to six weeks, you work 11 to 7. Swing shift. But then you never got to get into any sort of rhythm. And you know the rhythm is right. You know the rhythm is right. So you got no rhythm. You're just like a perpetual white man. Um, 3 to 11. But the wunderbar. Wunderbar shift it is. Okay. So you kind of go to work somewhere between 1 and 2 p.m. You drive in, you get in there at 2.30, 2.55, whatever clock in. Start work at 3, you're taking lunch at 7, which is really dinner, you're hungry anyway. You're off by 11. What's the great thing about it? Bars are open. The bars are open. The nightclubs are hopping. You get off, you know, you change, you take off your hard hat, your cleats, your cod piece, you know, your moon goggles, whatever, you know. Dental plate, whatever you're wearing. I don't know. Muffins. Muffs. You wouldn't be wearing muffins. Muffins you eat. Earmuffs. There you are in muff <laughs> Earmuffs, a hard hat, cleats, a codpiece, you know, and a pair of wayfarers. And uh, you change into your boogie, 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 boogie shoes. My, 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 my boogie shoes. And then you can still go out and you can have a good time. You can have yourself some fun. 
you're hitting the clubs just as everybody's starting to peak in their alcoholism. So you're a little ahead of the game. You get to catch up, knock back about three scotch, uh, shots of scotch or scotch water back. Bam, you're on the dance floor. And that's why I like second shift. Okay, then you get home. I don't know. You know, you drink to the bar's close at one or two. You go to some after hours joint. You go to bed. Pretty much you're sleeping like if you were working graveyard shift. Okay? And you're drunk all the time. And uh, you're also getting arrested for drunk driving a lot. But damn it, you don't have to get up early. That was my favorite shift to work. I just have a body that functions best when I get up somewhere between 10 o'clock and noon and go to bed at 3 o'clock. Now, here's my problem now. I'm going to tell you, Kirk and me. I'm going to tell you, Paul Whitney. I'm going to tell you, Tina and Mike Lawson. I'm going to tell you, Randy. Okay, I'm going to tell you all. My problem now is I still find reasons they have to get up early in the morning or people find reasons for me. And I still can't fall asleep till two or three. Okay, so what is my solution? I take a nap in the middle of the day. Normally, I take a nap after this show. I think nap, I, we need an adult name for it. Nap. Nap. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I didn't hear Shirley say that, but even my own granddaughter used to tease me because when she was here all the time, and be like in the middle of the day, go, Grandpa, can we go here, Grandpa? I go, oh, Grandpa needs to take his nap. And uh, she was saying some one time, I was joke arguing with her. She said, you just go upstairs and take your little nappers. Ten years old. You just go upstairs and take your little nappers. And that's what I had to put up with. Um, so, <laughs> we need like an adult version. I don't know. Downtime. Adult daytime sleeping hour. And then for those of you that take a nap, do you believe in the cat nap? In other words, the only way you get any rest is to give some dope to the cat. Uh, and then the cat passes up. I mean, do you believe in like a 20-minute nap or like a two-hour nap? Which would you prefer? Paul Whitney says the reason that I may uh, have these uh, sleep issues because I have uh, too many bobbleheads to take care of. You know what, Paul? That is a uh, responsibility. That is a weight that I place on my shoulders personally. And I care with pride and dignity. And I will never, uh, never, ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, uh, shirk that responsibility. Nor will I complain about it. About the, um, about the uh, bobbleheads. Speaking of which, hold on. Before uh, I get to the next part, part, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, okay? Um, this coming Monday at 7.30 p.m. This Monday, 7.30 p.m. at... JP's Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com, 860 East Warner Road, Gilbert, Arizona. I'm going to be there offering you, yes, you, and you, and you, and you, and you, a free intro to my stand-up comedy workshop. Uh, that night is absolutely free. It starts at 7.30. Uh, safe social distance seating, masks required. Okay, uh, and if you like what you hear, and we're going to be there for about 90 minutes. If you like what you hear, like what you see, we get you signed up for our long-running Stand-up comedy workshops, okay? Um, even if you've never thought about being a stand-up comic, this might be a fun idea for you. Maybe you got to make a speech sometime in the near future. Maybe it's on your bucket list <coughs> to do one show. A friend of ours, Lauren Molliver, who's also uh, is my personal attorney, uh, um, did my class years ago. He did my beginning class in advance class. 
He told me at the beginning, I'm only doing it once. It's on my bucket list. I want to do one show. That's what he did. He did a great job. Could do more with it. But he said, for me, that was it. That's what I wanted to do. Maybe that's it for you, too. And this is a great way to try. Instead of having to go down to some open mic night, you know, and sit in the back for several hours of some rough bar. Nothing against rough bars. I like rough bars. Um, you know, but wait for hours. They go up there for like two, three minutes, and no one's listening or watching. Or go to some club where they go, sure, you can go up. Just make sure you got 20 people with you. If you don't have 20 people, you can't go up. You know, and that's their right. That's their business. Instead of doing it like that, you do it with us. You're going in a real positive, solution-oriented, fun kind of workshop where you can learn a lot. But later on, you can apply to other things besides stand-up comedy, sales presentation, public speaking, better communication skills. I guarantee. So if you're not doing anything this Monday at 7.30, come on down. I also have an online version. It's coming up Thursday at 6 p.m. Just write me, Tony Visit, uh, or go to comedyschools.com, and you can sign up for the uh, webinar. We're going to have a webinar. Uh, Tina and Mike Lawson in your store. There's not two Tinas and two Mikes. Okay? Uh, let's see. Say they like they like my Neps. And they have three S's, so I think they must pronounce it Neps. You know, however you pronounce it. Okay, it works. The whole point being that if the show seems dingy today, see that? I just got to adjust the chair. I get myself adjusted a little bit. I get myself a little adjusted, so I get a little more conversation. <laughs> Not like Elvis said, a little less conversation, please. At this point in life, it's a little more conversation. Um, oh, what the hell. Let's move on to the next portion of the program. Many of you know, long-time listeners, faithful viewers, you know that uh, not only do we have ComedySchools.com, that's our business. Not only do we have that, not only do we produce shows and promote shows, not only are we the booking ag agency for JPScomedyClub.com, and starting sometime this year, I'm quite sure, starting once again, Tempe Center for the Arts, but we also have our charity wing, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. Because right now, as we speak, somewhere in this country, so many bad, tough things going on. We got to pray for our president that he succeeds, because when he succeeds, we all succeed. And we got to pray for an end to this pandemic. We got a pandemic right now that's just bringing us to our knees. And even though all that's going on, we got to take care of other things too. And as you know, we are the official, the official bobblehead rescue. Yes, that is our charity organization, Bobblehead Rescue. Now, I have seen on the internet, so the subreddits, not on the parlor, the parlor is shut down. In my day, the only thing that went out in the parlor in the evening was a little petting game. Then <laughs> uh, maybe someone else is trying to scout with the name. Someone tried to be Uncle Tony, Uncle Tony's couch for a while. I put my foot down on that. But we are the official bobblehead rescue. We rescue bobbleheads. We do not collect bobbleheads. We rescue them. We rescue them from dusty shelves in the back of Goodwills and Curio shops. We give them a home where they feel loved. And we got a new one right here, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. Ta-da! I didn't show you. This is, uh, look at that, it's cool. He is a catcher. Either that or uh, he's a baseball player pooping. <laughs> but I'm thinking catcher. 
because of the mitt and the hat. Okay? Uh, uh, but he could also be just a guy uh, who's been in right field in a very, very long inning on a cloudy day. Just because I'm turning my head around, I gotta go. Uh, and this, of course, is uh, uh, Miguel Montero. Miguel Montero of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, I like the work on this bobblehead. The painting, I got it, is a little torn up around the knee area. Okay, but it still looks pretty good. That's good work, man. That's good work. There, here, Paul Whitney, this is for you. Paul? There you go. That's for Paul Whitney. There you go. Happy birthday, Paul. Happy birthday. It's not your birthday, but what it is. There you go. A little bobblehead butt for you. Uh, Paul Whitney, who's watching right now, uh, collects. He doesn't rescue. Action figures. And uh, we have an ongoing debate about uh, what is the more noble pursuit. I claim, of course, that it's bobbleheads. Uh, <laughs> Paul Whitney says, you like your bobbleheads tore up. <laughs> yeah, well, I heard you get busy with your action figures. So check it out. Check it out. A lot of times these bobbleheads fall. So you buy brand new action figures. Like, mm, I'm from Scottsdale. I buy everything new in the package. We're finding these places, sometimes by the side of the road, where they just put jaws unceremoniously. We get them home, we kind of dust them off a little bit and go, hey, how you doing there, Bubblehead? We're going to put you in a whole bunch of Arizona, other Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay, that's what we do. So I don't like my Bubbleheads torn up. I wish there was no reason for Bubblehead Bobble rescue, but we are it, you know, and you can help by a generous uh, contribution of $1,000 or more. Just send it to uh, the PayPal. I don't know, somebody can watch it and flag it. He's trying to steal people's money with the rescue button and bobble in. Uh, let's get to the music. Hey, once again, man, if you want to join in some fun tonight, uh, Paul Whitney, who I've been talking to right here, right now, and of course, Randy Ioma and others will be with me doing Class Clowns Comedy Showcase, 7.30 Mountain Standard Time. Check it out. And please, please, think about joining our workshop, ComedySchools.com. Go there. You can get all kinds of cool info about how you can access us. Paul Whitney says, uh-oh, they can get you in trouble with that guy yesterday. Yeah. So for those of you that weren't here yesterday, uh, yeah, they weren't here yesterday, let me tell you what went on is that a, uh, a neighbor, howdy neighbor, Boy, howdy neighbor. A neighbor of mine, uh, and I'm not going to say his full name, okay, uh, who is upset with me because I'm in the, keep in mind, I'm on the board of directors of my homeowner association. Every friend of mine, including comic friends of mine, comic friend of mine said last night, he goes, what are you doing mixing with civilians? You know it comes to no good. And it's really great. I think it's great community called Maricopa Meadows. Maricopa Meadows. It's just great. There's like 1,600 homes here. We've got a great park. A lot of great people live here. It's a nice place to live. We have a nice house. And after living here for years and not contributing at all, I thought maybe I should do something. I ran for the board of directors. Lost the first time. Won the second time. We recently had an election with no quorum. Not enough people were interested to vote. Which means a couple things. A, they're not interested. B, they thought things were fine. C, they're going, am I going to vote? I don't know who they are. What was the quorum? There was no election. Well, this fella, Danny, we'll call him Danny. The grown man who rides the skateboard. And you know what? I shouldn't make fun of that. I'm a grown man who has bobbleheads. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I just don't run around the park with him. Um, has been upset along with a very small, minute yet vocal number of uh, our neighbors. And yesterday was jumping on the podcast. Let's talk about the election. Let's talk about the election. <laughs> You're talking all this politics. And I don't know if that was his voice. That's just the voice I'm doing so that we have some sort of ear separation as you're listening. It was pretty funny. Paul Whitney says he was a Karen. And that's a lot. Or uh, Paul Whitney's sake is his wife's name is Karen. And that was funny. It was funny. Okay, And I saw him in a meeting last night. Uh, too. We had a homeowners meeting. Oh, we talked about controversial stuff at that meeting. Planting trees. How to keep the grass clean. Green and clean. Oh, the kind of stuff that tries men's souls. What do you mean you're planting trees? That's our money. We don't want trees. That's fine. I get it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> well, we are planting, but trees a beautiful community. Um, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. And I like, and even those people that are upset with me, uh, I wish them well as well. Um, <laughs> Paul Whitney says, <laughs> I'll fill in the first part. I'm not out in the park walking around by myself in a raincoat going, hey, kids, you want a bobblehead? <laughs> you don't do that? No, I don't do that. Do you do that with your action figures? Hey, look, here's an action figure. Get in the van. Yeah. Hey, I got to get... I got to get to the music. The musical. Um, I've got a couple things uh, next week where we'll be working from one group of CDs uh, a great trench of uh, of uh, forgotten but wonderful music. Uh, today, we'll go from one single CD, and this will dovetail into it. But uh, this is called, this is a rarity, by the way, even as a CD. If you got one of these, it might be worth a couple of bucks. It's called Folkways, A Vision Shared. I held it to you upside down. Folkways, A Vision Shared, and it is a tribute to Woody Guthrie and Lead Belly. If you don't know Woody Guthrie and Lead Belly, uh, one was a uh, white folk singer. One was a black folk singer. Uh, Woody Guthrie was a, kind of kind of created the modern myth of the wandering troubadour, the um, the guy who on his guitar had written on his guitar, "This machine kills fascists," meaning that a powerful song could actually change people's minds. You know, we don't see or hear a lot of that as much today as we did uh, for many many years. But certainly, uh, Woody Guthrie inspired uh, so many other great uh, songwriters. When Woody Guthrie was in his heyday, and he had a heyday, and things that were hits on regular radio, um, uh, most of radio was just really standard pop, Moon, Croon, June, Spoon. And I like all that stuff. You know, Frank Sinatra and uh, 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 things of that nature. But he infused music with meaning. And he kind of changed folk music by writing his own folk songs. Prior to Woody Guthrie, and even during a lot of Woody Guthrie's life, a folk singer was somebody who interpreted other songs. Joe Hill. I dream best all Joe Hill. Uh, but he wrote incredible music. And Lead Belly was a man who spent a lot of time in prison. And then Alan Lomax, one of the uh, musicologists that really saved uh, a lot of great American music, gave a lot of Americans awareness of this music, a lobby to get him out of jail, and uh, Lead Belly had a good life then as a folk singer and blues singer 
uh, for the remainder of it. On here, we have um, we have uh, Sweet Honey and the Rock doing Sylvie, Pretty Boy Floyd. Uh, so this is other artists doing their songs. Uh, Pretty Boy Floyd by Bob Dylan. Uh, by the way, Bob Dylan worshipped at the altar of Woody Guthrie when Woody Guthrie was quite ill with his Korea and bedridden and Bob Dylan was just a kid. He used to hitchhike out to the hospital where he was from New York City and just spend time with him. Uh, Do Re Me by John Mellencamp. Another great, great folk song by uh, Woody Guthrie. I Ain't Got No Home by Bruce Springsteen. Jesus Christ, done by U2. Once again, Woody Guthrie. Rock Island Line, which is a lead belly tune by Little Richard and Fishbone. East Texas Red by Arnold Guthrie. I forget which of the two did that. Philadelphia Lawyer, uh, which I believe is a. Uh, uh, that's Levee. Hobo's Lullaby by Emmy Lou Harris. Bourgeoisie Blues by Taj Mahal. That's Lead Belly, of course. Uh, Good Night Irene, which was a song that Lead Belly didn't write, but he heard in the work fields when he was a kid. And it was one of those songs that was just carried in an oral tradition, never written down. But he recorded it, and we all know that song. Good Night Irene. Good Night. Uh, Vigilante Man by Bruce Springsteen. And This Land is Your Land. By Pete Seeger with Sweet Honey in the Rock, Doc Watson, and the Little, little Red Schoolhouse uh, Chorus. This is an incredible, incredible treasure trove of great sounds. And a great way to get introduced to Lead Belly and Woody Guthrie. Uh, Woody Guthrie wrote This Land is Your Land. You probably sang it as a little kid in school with the controversial uh, stanzas taken out. Okay, uh, and I want to go with, because uh, it's a rocker. So you like it. It's Friday. We need a rocker. Because there's some real pretty stuff on here that we'll talk about more on Sunday. But uh, Bruce Springsteen's version of Woody Guthrie's Vigilante Man okay, is just, just killer. Let me double check. I just think I'm going to double check something. That's all I said. Okay, get it open. Um, anyway, that's what we're going with today, man. And it's a great song about the depression and the difficulties of the depression and a lot of the problems that our grandfathers and great-grandfathers went through when all the times they found themselves homeless and just trying to find a place to leave their head down at night. So that is our song for the day. Vigilante Man by Bruce Springsteen. His interpretation of the Woody Guthrie hit. Okay, you're going to love it. You're absolutely going to love it. Uh, if you believe that music has the power to heal and the power to inspire, you know, that's the funny thing, isn't it? Something about musicians. Something about songwriters. Almost all musicians and songwriters, well, most of them just try to write a hit. Some people will dance to. Something to make people move. Something to make people feel good. Something to make people feel something when they're dead inside. That's what our great songwriters are able to do. That's what our great singers and musicians are able to do. People like Woody Guthrie and Bob Dylan and Tom Paxton and Bruce Springsteen, and uh, the guys in YouTube, and so many more. What they wanted to do was inspire. Inspire to do not only feel good, but then to go out and do good. And that's why, that's why those musicians are the antithesis of so much of what we see on the internet nowadays. When they want to inspire you to hate, and anger, and division, and violence. Is there music like that? Yeah, I suppose there is. But it's really small. There's something about the beauty of music and the poetry of their words just 
nothing to do with that part of the horrible heart of human beings. So, listen, listen, listen to Vigilante Man by Bruce Springsteen. You will love it, love it, love it. You will like it, like it, like it. You will like it. If you put your record player on the table, you will like it, like it, like it, on the table, table, table. All right? Uh, this is put out by Folkways. That is the label, label, label. I got more in store for you. I got a comedy show to do tonight. I hope you'll check in and see it out. I got a comedy show to do Sunday. Hope you see there. I got a workshop to do Monday. I'm a working man. Okay? And they're all in the evening. All right? And I'll be back with you, not tomorrow, take Saturday off, Sunday at 2 p.m. with more Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye.